Welcome to Building Vesser. This is a weekly show where we usually go behind the scenes in World of Vesser, but for the next few weeks, we're doing something very special. An ongoing campaign called Expedition to the Sun Tower. The players will be the people creating the game itself. Also to note, Mike McCarg is here, but on vocal rest, working behind the scenes for the entire campaign. I'm Victory Palmasano, and I will be playing Eshkal. I'm Tana Hearn, and I will be playing Kaylin. I'm John Houck, and I will be playing Merritt. I'm Jeremy Azevedo, and I'll be playing Mytuck. Although my friends call me Tricky, or Little Trick. And I'm Ann Houck, and I will be playing the world of Vesser as your GM today. Well done. Omniscient as always. So let's dive into the game, everybody. Yeah. And take it away. Is everybody ready? How, how are we feeling? Pretty good, Anne. Excited to be in the uh, world of Vesser for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Welcome, John. I'm feeling excited and nervous. It's going to be good. We're going to have fun. Yes. Yes. It's a good exercise for me to uh, not be worried about the rules. I'm always mm-hmm. afraid I'm going to break a rule. Today will be very rules light, just getting our toes into the world and, and figuring out who you are. The world of Vesser is steeped in magic, but not the childlike magic of spells or fairy tales. In Vesser, magic is a force of nature as primordial as gravity or light. It is written into the blood and bones of the world's inhabitants and gives life to mountains and seas. The people of Hesh, called the Vahishath, are the last remnants of a once great culture. This coalition of humans, Peravian Runja, and insectoid Torfex cling to survival in a world as dangerous as it is magical. You are a member of the Exiled, an emergent capable of channeling the primordial magic of emanation. This power makes you valuable in a dangerous world, but feared by many members of society. The best of the emergent become the exalted, the celebrated defenders of Hesh who drive back emergent titans of catastrophic power. That journey begins on the other side of a vast inland sea in the settlement of Exile. Exile was built on the ruins of the ancient city of Suktu, where your training as an emergent began. The settlement is divided into two sections, the port and the garden. The port is the smaller of the two and is the home to Exile's non-emergent inhabitants, including a sizable detachment of scribes from the Order of Signs. Their towers, constructed for them by the Torifex, overlook the settlement from a rocky hill on the north side of the port. The port itself is shrouded by a ward which dampens emanation, preventing the emergent from manifesting their abilities there. Across the river, however, lies the Garden of Suktu, a vast maze of overgrown ruins crisscrossed by aqueducts and canals where the emergent are tasked to strengthen and hone their powers. At the heart of the garden is the conservatory, where novices must live and train under the watchful eye of their keepers. Here you've proven your mastery of the basics of your eminent abilities in the trial of discernment and refined your power in the right of Pashas. No longer a novice, you may now be selected to, to venture into Alataic, a land of lost wonders and terrifying wilderness beyond the arcane barriers that protect the city. And that this is sort of where we pick up our story here. You've been drafted by the Expeditionary Corps and given an assignment to secure a canister of river light. A more experienced guide has been assigned to lead you, although you have not met them yet. It's the night before your departure, and as is tradition, you and your party are enjoying a so-called last meal at the Aether. The bar is built in the shell of an ancient terraced house on the edge of the North Reservoir. The crumbling masonry is reinforced with gorgeous palm timbering refinished with brightly colored tiles in shades of blue, yellow, and orange. There's fragrant herb bushes and fruit trees lining each terrace, looking out over the large crystal clear pool that glitters under the starlight. You are lounged around a low table on the first floor in hammock-like seats pulled from a large flexible textile mesh that stretches over the walls and ceilings of the entire bar. Other groups have used portions of this woven structure to create private booths and temporary walls, hooking the knotted ropes around islets secured in the floor and on stone columns. The sounds of laughter, conversation, 
and slightly drunken singing carry from the upper levels, accessible by way of a spacious open-air atrium that extends through the core of the building. Over the clamor, the bartender Raj, an enormous old runja with dark green feathers that are beginning to gray, and a gravelly booming voice calls out drink orders before sending them floating through the air to their proper tables. Your drinks arrive in a similar manner, gliding over the heads of crowds on invisible wings before drifting down into your hands. The chilled copper cylinders are filled with a vaporized rice wine, inhaled through a narrow tube affixed to the side of each canister. The vapor is sweet, infused with rich sugary flavors of caramelized peaches. On the eve of your first expedition, this normally very expensive luxury has been provided to you on the house. As other patrons mingle, stopping by to wish you luck and offer advice, you settle into your seats knowing that in a few days' time, one or all of the people next to you may be dead, injured, or missing. So this is your chance to socialize, get to know each other, and enjoy a night of entirely free drinks on Raj. You guys ever seen that play, The Hungry Games? Something like that? You ever seen this? It kind of reminds me of that. It must not have made it to Hesh. <laughs> yeah, it's really popular out where I'm from. Uh, it was an off-Hesh production. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I figured it would have made its way here, but uh, they uh, they they do this thing, you know, like a little, uh, a little uh, feast before the slaughter, so to speak. I just don't know why... They expect us to load up the night before we go out. I think, I think for with Merritt sitting here, everything he has is essentially the virgin version of whatever's going on. He's <laughs> right. While while we're getting into this, tell us tell us sort of what you look like sitting at these tables. Like what what does Merritt look like for people who haven't seen Session Zero? And we'll go around the table and introduce Merritt himself. Like I said in the Session Zero, is very unassuming. Like he is. Standard height, standard weight, very unadorned with tattoos or piercings, um, kind of has a low faux hawk going on for hair, but overall he's an average looking 21 year old because what he, he wants to be unassuming because when he transforms, he shifts parts of his body. And I think the main thing he wears as he, as you see him sitting here is I wouldn't call his clothes skimpy, but we're aiming that way because he wants to have all the joints of his body exposed. So he's in kind of a lighter vest with looser kind of baggier trousers. And then as you see, the knees are cut out, the spine is cut out, and the shoulders and wrists are all cut out because when he transforms, his body basically becomes the weapon and he's really tired of having to patch his clothes. So his... His compromise here was he just kind of leaves the joints and angles of his body kind of out because he knows that's what he needs to weaponize. Um, I think as he's sitting there, he has the map and the contract and the mission out on the table, and he's just staring at this map trying to see if there's something he missed the last 17 times he's read over it. He has a very Bruce Banner-like set of challenges when it comes to clothing. Exactly. He, all of his pants became jorts and now he's, he's just over it. Now it's just ex- very, he's very angular and very exposed at the angles now. <laughs> if we do episode titles, exposed at the angles would be a good, a good one. <laughs> I, I give that one my blessing for this session. <laughs> I can go next. So Kaylin is a slender man who kind of moves agilely and ultimately the most striking feature of Kalen is the sets of scars down his right arm uh almost look like trees uh tree roots kind of going down and uh tries to dress unassumingly because he wants to be stealthy and blend in and you know he kind of sits there with an earnestness to really talk about things in a way that is speaking to the truth of the matter, um, but not not with any sort of brazenness. Um, and, and again, it's always kind of shrouded because he wants to be, he wants to be stealthy. Eshkal is a six-foot runja, so I take up a lot of space. 
and I'm sitting closest to Merritt because I want to get eyes on the plan so that I can study and be prepared. Uh, I've already knocked back my Wait, do I do I drink it or do I smell it? You you sort of inhale the vapors with the straw. Although this is this is the most expensive offering on the menu. There are normal liquid libations of like the alcoholic non-alcoholic variety you can be ordering as well. This is mm-hmm. just while on the house your first round's and always do we have, the fanciest. Do we have means to buy things? Do we have m- money? What would be money in tonight? That is no problem. Okay. Every all of your drinks around the house. Um, while while there's no food served here, uh, Raj did compromise a few years back. Uh, he says that this is sort of his craft now. But there is a restaurant across the street where you can bring food in. But because this is your last meal, people are sort of covering for anything you want right now. So there's cool. there's no need for a coin purse tonight. Well, Eshkal proposes a toast so i lift up my glass is that what it's considered mm-hmm. i lift up my glass um and i say to us a team we're going to be the first team that comes back alive all of us are going to make it be brave be strong we clink and we inhale this is some pretty good shit you know, I've been inhaling this stuff since I was like 13. So, you know, I got a pretty strong head for it. But this is some good shit. I never had anything like this. This is better than we have where I'm from. You guys want to know what I look like? Yeah. Yeah, we do. You guys can trick. see me, right? I mean. <laughs> we, you're, you're, you're shrouded in mystery at the moment. <laughs> you know, where I'm from, I'm considered beautiful. I'm a, I'm a hot dinosaur bird person. At least to other bird people. To some freaky, what do you call those uh, hairless monkey things? We don't have humans. Humans, yeah, the, them, yeah. Some, some of them, some of those freaky little uh, insect people. You know, they're they're into it too. Anyways, I, I have a reputation, you know, so I gotta, you know, ride the line between being recognizable and being able to blend in. So you know, I I got I got some light scale armor. You know, I wear some billowy robes to hide all my weapons and stuff. You know, you never know what I got under there. You know, if you have anything under there, you don't know. Uh, I make a, um, a special kind of lotion out of the um, ashes of my enemies that I rub into my scales, you know, to kind of hide some of that beautiful, gorgeous luster, kind of gray it out a little bit, you know, slick my, slick my spines down, you know, try to go under the radar a little bit so I can sneak up on you, you know, if I have to. I'll sneak up on you. You know, you don't know. You don't know where I'm going to be at. So, but if you're up close, I mean, you can see. Your beauty underneath the ash lotion. Whenever Tricky, like, leans forward and tries to, like, get us to blink, Kalen's just very still. And, like, there's something in his face, but he's not, like, super responsive to it. <laughs> this stoic dude. I like that. Yeah, he's unshakable, unflappable, this man. Calm nerves. Yeah. I like that. It's going to come in handy when we get uh, we get in the business out there. You guys feeling up for this or what? I'm ready. As as you're sort of discussing this, uh, Eshkal, you recognize from across the bar, sort of walking up to you, um, is a character by the name of Ardor and her friend. Um, you you know Ardor pretty well because she also deals in illusion. She's a third right candidate who helps out the keepers. Um, but she's, she's always sort of taken a partial eye to those who also, you know, craft things. She's got some illusory moths flying around her. She sort of walks up to you guys. So, fresh rights, how you feeling? Ready for tomorrow? Readier than I've ever been. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. And she, she sort of kneels down next to Eshkol. Can when, when the next round comes up, can you pass me one of those? I left my wallet at home. You get you get the free drinks tonight. Will you pass me one of those canisters? Sure thing. She sort of swings up a uh, a hammock to sort of sit down near you guys. Okay, so where where are you guys headed? Have you heard yet? I'll hold up my map and show. Oh, we're heading to the Sun Tower. Really? The you you got the Sun Tower this time? Did my man stutter or what? Like I heard it pretty clearly. No, that that is fantastic. 
that is my favorite of, you know, the short little weekend chomps that you get to do around here. Sun Tower is just 10 out of 10. And you see her companion beside her nephew is just, just kind of nodding right now. Uh, she's like, you know, my first time out, I had to go to this underground sort of like cenote kind of deal. Have you ever tried doing illusions when everything is blind? It's, it's just useless. You, you've just got, it's the perfect mission. Like this, the sun tower is gorgeous. It's sunny most of the way. There's a beautiful forest that you're going to go through. It's, it's just fantastic. When was the last time that you went? Oh, um, hmm. Pro- probably, I, I did a uh, guide ship for a group probably two, three months ago. And I got, she, she pulls a ring off of her. I got this. And just look, look at this thing. It's so cool. You won't find anything like that here in exile. And uh, Trick, I want you to roll a d20 for me for a, a speed test for a first roll of the game. You got it. Or she sort of tries to toss this ring to you. A d20. I'm rolling. I got a nat 20, baby. You, That's show business. You catch this ring. You catch this ring so Oh, good. yeah, I do. And she goes, now that you you can keep now. You're going to give it to me when you get back, or you're going to bring me back something even cooler. Like I catch it on my finger without looking. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> it does, like, the little, like, down. Yep. Does a little sparkle at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very flashy. I'll, I'll turn to an ass. Um, my my friend's statistically improbable toast here. Um, what are the odds that we're all going to be sitting back at this table at the end of this? We've never really been out to the sun tower. What's the what's the odds that you see four friendly faces when you get back? I, I think it's actually Neff who sort of leans forward with this, and and there's like I I don't know. I mean, you might come back as long as you save pieces. Everyone will be at the table. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Weren't you just saying that this place was like this big sunshiny little walk in the forest and it's all beautiful and like 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10 what? Like danger or coolness? That's Ardor. She's she's totally about this, but like, I don't know. I've never been to the Sun Tower. This is is her companion who's talking right now. Got it. I think we'll be fine. My my friend's really good at catching rings. I think we'll be good out there. Pinky ring worth about fitty bling bling. I did hear that that that's all you have to fight the whole way is just a bunch of flying rings. Did you did you meet your guide yet? Do you know who's going with you? We haven't. Hmm. Yeah, we just been up in here drinking, smoking straight West Coast, and we ain't gotten into none of that yet. I watch out for that. I they normally like to haze the uh, first rites. Ours conveniently forgot all of our rigging when we were supposed to be sailing. A uh, bit of a disaster, honestly. So keep a heads up for that, I guess. How do you forget your riggings? That's what I wanted to know. Like, it's it's right there. And our ardor sort of brushes him aside. He's, he's not helping out with the whole excitement before the mission kind of deal. Your friend's a little bit of a, a Debbie Downer. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Eshkal does see me write a note at the top of the paper, though, that does say don't forget rig or pack riggings, question mark. Just so yes. I have it. I have it written. For, for your job. seaward venture across the land. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> hey, was your friend joking about uh, flying rings or something? Like, what's that about? Don't don't listen to anything he says. He's always sitting on a bit of a thorn. Well, you were just you said you were just out there like two, three months ago. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any watchouts? You know what kind of what kind of troubles are we going to encounter out there? Or any sort of special equipment we should think about bringing that wouldn't otherwise be obvious? I mean, contrary to what my friend here said, I mean your your guide will help you out a little bit, but just remember what they taught you when they go in over survival stuff. Uh, always make sure you know you you look like an Arcusy kind of fella there. Always shoot first. Got it. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but you you keep a, keep your nope, eyes I, open. I already wrote it down. All good. Thank you. Cool. 
And I would say just watch out. Alataic's tricky. It's trickier than Little Trick. It's like a big trick. Uh, nothing is trickier than Little Trick, but do go on. What else? Any creatures? I don't spoil all oh, of yeah, yeah. I should make it a surprise. That's cool. Yeah, I get we'll, it. we'll keep it a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. And and she sort of ushers Neff back up to the bar so he doesn't keep raining on your parade while you're trying to sort of socialize here. So, what are you, some kind of like travel agent, or uh, what's your deal? Who? They left. Oh, they left. I mean, you can, I'm just you talking. Can yell it back after them. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. It's in a room. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you're trying to yell at them, but they keep walking. <laughs> He's yeah. saying this as they walk toward the bar. He's like, so, so, wait, 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 wait. They they send a little illusory moth back to fly around you a little bit, and it it flutters off. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk to them anymore, anyways. So, Eshkol, how do your illusions work? If like, have you ever done done illusions in the dark, or can you make like? Is that something that's we have like, yeah, that's actually how for. I. Uh, that's actually how I first realized that I was was eminent. Was I was in the dark, uh, under a cloud covered sky, and I was wishing that I could see the sun, and the I'm sorry, the stars and the moon, and suddenly it was as if I was floating in the middle of of the sky, and so. Uh, I found if I if I think too hard about something when I'm not even trying to, it will. I can I can create create illusions, uh, but I can't I can't keep them in the same way yet. I can't I I don't have a what was flying around. I've already forgotten what was flying around. Ardor moths a moth. I can't keep it going for hours. It's 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 just a few minutes at a time right now. That is equal parts useful and horrifying. I love that. <laughs> so she doesn't know what she's talking about. She might not be able to do this in the dark, but you, you'll help us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I'm prepared to. Well, I think I don't know that we need to be worried about that because we're not going to the cenotes. We're going to the sun tower, right? Unless something's like gone really south over there. Should be uh, should be all right. I don't know. Hopefully, Neff, it's the ten out of ten experience yeah, that she quoted. Neff yeah. was pretty uh, negative about it, so I think we need to be prepared for anything. No, Neff did not talk this journey up to me. No. Yeah, are those two like friends, or they're such an odd couple? That was a trip. One's like ten out of ten. One's like bring a bucket and a shovel. Pretty differing opinions. So I guess we have these instructions. What all? What all is in the packet that Merritt's holding? Is it just a map? So I think uh, for for what you've got that Merritt's holding, you've got the contract with all of your signatures that details you know that you're agreeing to do this. Um, it's got the terms of your payment when you get back. Uh, there's some map stuff in there that's just very vague overviews you've been you've been told that when you get to the gear depot tomorrow morning to pick up your supplies there'll be some more detailed maps um this is just mostly a small portion of alataic there's a mark on there for where exile is and where the sun tower is and you can see a few like points of interest have been marked about like places to avoid or like non-scalable cliffs, things like that. And sort of as, as you all are huddled around this, uh, something kind of weird happens. Um, the sound of the bar completely fades away. And if, if one of you like is to sort of look up and look around, uh, you see a very tall uh, runja that some of you might recognize as being named Koth. Um, they are a, a lieutenant keeper, and they're they're known for being like a pretty big stickler. But they are walking up to your table. You've sort of, I mean, all you've you've had Ardor and Neff stop by, but all night people have been kind of, you know, stopping by to cheers with you or saying like. It was nice knowing you, like things like that. But now, now Koth is walking up to the table. Yo, you guys see that? That's Koth coming up over to us right now. Oh, I've heard of, I've heard of him. Do you know anything about him? Uh, he 
he's a little bit of a of an arc, you know, but uh, he's a legit dude. At this point, Koth is right behind you and just kind of like cranes down to where to where you're leaning. Why are you drinking right now? Well, we're uh, inhaling technically, uh, and because it's free, what are we talking about here? This is the worst tradition that they ever started here. You're heading out into the wilderness tomorrow. Bro, we didn't make the rules, man. We're just following them. I've been telling him this for two hours. Have you have you double packed your, your bags? Have you have you been weighing to make sure they're as light as possible? Are you are you ready for this? I mean I was born ready. I don't know about the rest of you guys. You were born ready. That's right. I've packed and repacked three times. Perfect. I love that. That is great. Let, let's keep doing more of that. Uh, you, Mytuck, look me in the eyes right now. Okay. You are in Alateic. That's right. Your friend over there is uh-huh. trapped up against a rock by a bull tenray and rut. What do you do? I'm sorry, a bull, a tenray, and a what? You know what a tenray is. You, you'd be familiar. A tenray <laughs> is, a, is a big old creature that you've been warned about in the wilderness. Oh, well, depending on the size, um, I would probably uh, make a mirror image of myself and attack it from both angles so that I could pierce it through each side um, and make a little kebab out of it and eat it like a corn on the cob. You're dead. You know that, right? The only answer here is to run. It, it is a shame that you have now lost a companion. But the only answer in Alataic is to run. Koth, I didn't, uh, I didn't pin you as the kind of guy to leave a man behind. But, um, you know, if that's your thing, you know, you do you. It is not leaving a man behind if it is already dead. These are the truths of being an adventurer, my talk. All right. Well, duly noted. Tricky, the, the world is harsh out here. And I know that you know that. Bro, but... aren't you from the city? What are you talking to me about that for? <laughs> Listen, I'm from outside the walls. So, you know, I'm good. All right. Like. I'm just messing with my man Koth here. Trick, I got to tell you that um, you're making me a little nervous. I think you're going to get somebody killed. And if you're going to do that, I hope it's you. I should be making you feel more confident. No, no. You're making, you're, you're, you're a little reckless for my taste. Man, you're going to have to toughen up a little bit, Ashal. I stand up. I'm going to have to what? I'm going to have to toughen up? That's right. Well, you're quite large. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again, Trick. I'm going to say it from like over there, I think. All right. All right. I scoot my seat over a couple of steps. (laughs) From the bar, Raj yells out, if you're fighting, you're fighting in the pit. And he points over to what you would all be familiar with, uh, sort of in the middle of this uh, terrace structure, all three floors, is this pit that that is designated for fighting. Oh, is anybody fighting in there right now? You, you don't see anyone fighting right now. If you look around, though... You do notice there are several figures that you'd see who who kind of look like they've just come back from an adventure who might be raring for a fight. Uh, were, would they to be so poked and prodded? Oh, I'm not trying to get into a fight here. Uh, they got free drinks. Uh, and we got a lot of work to do after this. I'm just like, I was going to watch, you know, maybe place a bet or something, you know. And you could you could try to stir up a fight if you want. I don't want to fight. I want to have all my strength. I want to have all my strength. I'm just letting you know, Trick. You need to simmer down. I subscribe to uh, the prophet uh, Little John, who says, uh, "Don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff." So uh, maybe you should think about that, Ashal, before you start uh, wishing people would die on this campaign or something. That's all I'm saying. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You're being real reckless. So Kaylin looks over at the a table that's nearby, trying to like scout if there's anybody that is um, particularly disgruntled, uh, looking at each other. And is there is there anybody that looks mad? Yeah, I would say uh, a couple a couple of nettings away from you. There there is this group. Um, there's a they're both humans and they're they're staring at their friend who's who's wearing a very dusty armor like it, it is very clear they have just come back in and his head is on a swivel like he he's looking to end up in that pit okay so then 
I I whisper over to Tricky because I'm trying to just see what he'll actually do versus what he talks. And so I'm like, okay, you want to watch, you want to watch something, and you say that you're so accurate. See if you can throw something at one of them to get them into a fight. Oh, mm-hmm. you want me to make him think that someone else threw it? Mm-hmm. Who should uh, who should we make the target of this? This sounds like a fun game. I ain't gonna lie. Who do you see at the bar that would would be like cough. a good foil for this little prank? Should we do it cough. to cough? Should we do it to cough? Should we make it look like cough threw it? What do you guys think? My my took this is gonna this is going to end up with you fighting a lieutenant keeper, and I don't know. I don't know if I like your odds here. You do know Koth is a fifth level or, or fifth right, so that is that would be very powerful. I mean, look, I'm the best there is at what I do, uh, but what I do is not fighting fifth level rights, so you know, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I will fight anyone if they're smaller and weaker than me. That's a great attitude to have. <laughs> I point over to the netting where that group is, and I say, "Over there, they look they look upset." See. Let's see if you're as accurate as you say you are. All right. So you want to do like a like a little spitball kind of action or what? What can you control? So I have an ability to throw an item and then it comes back like a boomerang. So I, I can make it. it look like it came from a different direction than it did. You want to try to give that a go? You but, tell me. Okay. Caveat. If it, if it doesn't work and it comes back on me, uh, one of you guys has to get in... To the scuffle with me. I ain't doing this alone. I'll heal you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a distance fighter. I need a tank. Who's going to be my tank? Ashal, you talk pretty tough. I mean, Trick just continues to prove my point that he's putting us in harm's it's way. Not my, it's not my idea. Kaylin's trying to instigate this to really see like what happens when Trick Ka- gets this into is a Kaylin's tough spot. Because we're about to see. Well, I know it because I need to know. Who, am I going to have to save you or someone else tomorrow? If I fight them for you, I don't think you're going to learn anything from this. Right, am, I, so am, we'll I doing a, am I doing a D20? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. And tell me tell me if there's anything that helps out your throwing capabilities in your... In your, uh, uh, your I've, got a, I've got a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a... Uh, I'm trained in speed tasks relating to aim... And Perfect. also, I have an exaltation of accuracy uh, that gives me a free level of effort on all attack rolls. Um, and I have an ability, uh, rebound, make a ranged attack with the thrown weapon, hit or miss, the weapon then returns to your hand. As it returns, you can choose another creature with an immediate distance to the original target, make an attack against that creature for half the damage. So basically, I can boomerang it back. It cost me two intellect points. I don't really know if it's worth it <laughs> to do that right now. But you're also, I mean, you'll fr- from a rules perspective. I mean, we're gonna sleep tonight. Yeah, so you're gonna get we'll All right. Well, I'm gonna do the boomerang then. Let's go. I'm gonna boomerang it around. Why are you so worried? You never miss. We've been hearing about it for the last couple I, hours. I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I just rolled a, a nat twenty and caught a ring on my finger perfectly. Yeah. Um, and very stylishly too. I'll add. So. When you say roll a nat twenty, what are you saying? Uh, it was perfect. It was like it was an at yeah. It's it's slang from where, where I'm from. Yeah, backwards. Come on, <laughs> city people. Jesus. Uh, it just means it was perfect. It was like you'll never forget it when you saw it. You 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 know that you were all impressed. So like don't cry. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this um I'm gonna take this little sugar cube right and I'm mm-hmm. gonna flick it and it's gonna zip around and it's gonna hit this guy right. In between the eyes, and he's going to think the dude next to him through it. He's going to get pissed, and it's going to turn into a brawl. They're going to end up in the pit. It's going to be great. You ready? Uh, We're here. And I, I expended my two intellect points for this ricochet, uh, and I rolled an eighteen. Perfect. So you do also get a minor effect on this. So you can you can add a little bit extra pizzazz to this. So tell tell me exactly what it looks like as you zing this. Okay. So I zing this thing and it goes right by the first guy's ear and he hears kind of like a whistle and he's like, what was that? It turns back around, it bonks him on the ear like somebody flicked it and then hits the other guy right in the middle of the face, exploding and he's looking right at the dude and because it distracted and kind of confused the guy who threw it, he looks super freaking guilty. There is no 
chance you wouldn't think that he threw it. So I I will allow you that he that he does think his friend threw it a little bit here. He is going to still look around and see what he sees. When I'm just sitting there taking a puff, not even looking at him. Because I already knew when I threw it what it was going to do. But I'm looking in the other direction. Completely uh, non-existent in terms of like uh, potential perpetrators. Be careful. She might make you roll again for that. I'll <laughs> 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 uh, stop talking. So um, these these characters, they're, they're looking around. And he looks back at his friend. He's like, what? What what is up with that? Like why why would you do that right now? You know the day I've just had, and it, it does look like it, things are a little tense with him. He still though is is kind of, but before he was he was trying to find someone or something to fight, and and his his friend is is sitting here trying to trying to calm him down even more because that's that's what these two people are doing. They're essentially trying to talk him down. We do not need to go to the pit tonight. We have been out all day. One of you guys should start a chant. You're starting a chant? No, one of you guys at the table should start a chant. Fight, 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 fight. Don't let them talk themselves out of it. I don't know how quickly we're moving here, but what I wanted to happen happened, which was just to see how good Tricky was at his skill. Are you not entertained? I am entertained. That's right. And I well, but I also am scared about tomorrow. You're risky, but at least you're accurate so far. Mm-hmm. So I can do like minor phenomena. Is there a way that I is it is that only visual or can it be audible? It can be audible, visual, olfactory. Okay, just a so small I'll, thing. So I'll just to just to see how far tricky will go. I would like to do a. Minor phenomena, so use one intellect point to throw some sound their way with maybe a word that just says like an insult. So whatever okay. an insult would be in the context of this this village or this the ether. Um so I like throw it over there. And I'm assuming I need to roll to take that action. Minor phenomena does not require a roll because it's very like simple magic. Okay. Um, and I believe you have an intellect edge, which means I I think yes. it's free for you. Yeah. So, it's so free it says one intellect point, but it yeah I have yeah. one edge. So so it's free. So I just do that and hurl an insult at the person who's saying like I've had such a hard day, just to like add insult to injury and see because I want I'm watching Tricky the whole time to see like what he thinks about the situation and if I think he's that gonna, is gonna I, get in- I think that is so savage and super funny and. You are the coolest person in this party right now. I think you you do this. Well, I'm just like it's 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 gonna happen. You you chose to do it. I'm just this is oh, all about watching uh, you. I did. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm I'm being goaded into this. You do this, and immediately this guy's head just goes, <sighs> and he is he is staring your table down. Why did you make him think that the insult came from our and table? He's, he's you could have just said that with over. your mouth instead of using a spell, idiot. What? And before he can before he can finish saying this, the four of you, him, and his two companions who had, who had gotten up to sort of like try to pull him back because they are not feeling this, float up into the air just like those those delightful little drinks. Oh, that you it. you were just enjoying. We're not supposed to do this in here, huh? Uh oh, are I, we getting moved into the? Yeah, wait, no, I'm, con- the- I'm confused. Way to go, Kaylin! You roped us all in. Wait, I'm confused. Good job, so buddy. They they thought that the insult was coming from me, or someone caught on to the magic happening. So the the element that you are not uh, observing right now is Raj, who has already given you your warning. Raj is on to us. Raj is watching. He runs a bar for expeditioners. We did just throw a spitball and then yelled at somebody. He is emergent through and through. Yeah. <laughs> and he he's you. It's very gentle, very like honestly beautiful magic that just transports you over to this pit, and and deposits little trick down there. 
and these three people. Wait, sorry, and... just me? No, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. Eshkol, um, <laughs> Kaylin, and Merritt, you're sort of on the, like, there's there's stairs descending down into this pit. That sort of It sort of feels like a open question to you of if you're joining in or not. Um, and we will be rolling our first initiative. All right, here we go. So let me be clear. We're all in the pit? Yes, you are all in the pit. You, oh. You're on the stairs on the side of the pit, so okay. you have the choice of whether or not this is this is the kind of bar where Raj is one Runja taking care of all of this, so it's easier just to pick up everyone and put you over there rather than sitting out and figuring out who's in the fight, who's not. Um, but everyone will be rolling because we're going to go into initiative order. Which, uh, which dice should we roll? A D20. And then D20. tell me if you are trained in initiative or anything like that. I am trained in initiative. Okay. 16. Are we armed right now? You no? are not. Okay, so, well, we have claws. Can't take away our claws, baby. One one thing that you would know, because this is not your first time coming out to the either, is that these these are not fights to the death. Yeah. These are... Get it, get it out of your system. A little rustle and match. A little mm-hmm. tussle. Okay. Set up initiative. But like, uh, if somebody is to get hurt per se during this, get it out of your system. Are we then weakened for the next day, or is this something? No, nah, we can like we can heal, heal us. We're gonna sleep okay. it off, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this you'll you'll be good. All right. So like. Well, I, Kaylin, Kaylin doesn't want to be here because the point was not to. Well, Kaylin should have kept his mouth shut, his magical mouth shut. Yeah, Kaylin, this is looking like the consequences of your actions. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. I just, I just it meant looks that. Looks like Kaylin uh... is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought he was being really still and sullen. <laughs> me? He's not frozen for me. Oh, okay. For me, he's frozen like this. He looks like an emo teenager. <laughs> so you have all now rolled initiative. Everyone except for uh, Merit will be going before our three people here. And so the eternal order will go. We've got Kaylin, Eshkol, and Mytook, or Little Trick, um, at the top of the round. And then... These the three uh, who have been dropped into the pit with you will go, and then Merritt will go. So for for initiative, um, you'll describe to me what you want to do. It's a little bit it's a little bit different in a uh, pit this small because normally you can move ten feet and take an action, or if you want to do a speed defense roll, you can do a roll roll and move up to fifty feet. Uh, with the exception of Kaylin, who is a wraith and is fleet of foot, you get you get some extra movement in there too. Um, so you'll just sort of describe what it is that you think your character is doing. If your character's waiting to see what happens, that's also valid. So I guess what is the goal here now? Because all of us want out of this as quickly as possible. Do we? It sounds like we're in it now. I mean, whoever's going first should probably ask these guys if they really want to do this. That's yep, what I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say, go for so it. I'd say I might, yeah, I was going to talk to them, but then I rolled the worst, so I'm gonna <laughs> leave that leave that to you guys. Kaylin is first, I think, right? Okay. And then, is that correct, Ann? Um. So how how initiative in cipher works is you move in sort of blocks together. So the three of you can all choose who goes first amongst you, um, and you can kind of go as makes sense. I'm sorry, can I ask a question? So we're just supposed to like hop into the pit and start fighting? You, you, no, you can resolve, you can fight. This Raj has put you here to diffuse the but situation. But the pit is like a, like a, not like a mosh pit, but it's like, it's meant it's to be for pit. fighting if people want to fight. It's a fight club. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a, it's a safe place for people to fight without disturbing the rest of the bar. And can I, can I ask a question about, combat 
um, yes, the a- the actions like minor phenomena and like and other types of actions are they are they an either or thing with using a combat action? Is it like action and bonus action, or is it one or the other? No, you pick what you use your action for. So you've okay. got you've got things on your sheets that are called enablers. Those uh-huh. can affect actions. But if it is right. an action, you are choosing to use your action. So you can't for... really combine like a debuff with an with an action necessarily. That's got to be two turns. Yeah. So en- enablers can combine with an action. Individual actions have to be taken on their own or be used to set up someone else's action. Got it. Okay. Well, since Kaylin got us into this, I'd like to see Kaylin try to get us out of it. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start attacking. I feel like Kaylin's trying to talk before Trick can move. I'm getting ready. So you better talk fast, Kaylin. Kalen, being quick-footed, runs to the center of the ring, and I say, hey, we're really sorry. We don't want to fight you. We're all just a little tired out here. We're nervous about tomorrow, and we don't want what happens here to stress any of us out. And I'm trying to figure out how to use karma somehow to lessen the blow. Well, let me see here. Because you, you already get a boost to this because you are sincere. Well, do we get to know what their response is right away or do we have to wait for their turn? We'll, we'll see when, when, when a roll or When he rolls. Okay. Yeah. I think you could use karma here. I want to use karma, which uh, to gain the aid of a stranger, I can use one action, uh, a 10 minute or one hour recovery roll. And then Anne, our wonderful GM, determines the nature of the aid that we get. Usually the act of kindness isn't enough to turn a bad situation completely around, but it will moderate a bad situation. So I'm going to roll a d20, I assume. Yes, you are. Okay. So here we go. A 13. 13. Okay. So I think uh, in in your time training at the garden, you... You recognize, you know, a lot of the people who are in the ether. Um, Meadow is the person uh, with the red hair sort of back here that you see in the back of the pit. Um, and you, you've you actually in the past taken some of your sort of training sessions at the same time as Meadow. Um, and, you know, there was this one time where, like, they were very much struggling with some stuff and you had, you had taken some time to help them out. And so they, they see you run into here and they already, you know, weren't wanting to get into a fight like their friend is. Um, and so with, with a 13 and with, with all of this going on, you see not, not only does Meadow and their uh, other companion here look like they they see you, they hear you, they understand what's going on and, and don't really want to fight. But Meadow turns towards uh, the guy in the middle here, Doff, and you you can tell that once it is their turn, they are also going to try to help de-escalate things. This will all be contingent, though, on your other two compatriots here who are going before this group. Guys, so there, there is there is a glimmer of hope here that there is no fight, but it depends on what your what your friends here do and what Doff does. Who are still the I can I can see that two out of three of these guys are reasonable, but I'm looking at the haunted look in the eyes of this third guy, and I know that there's going to be no reasoning with them. Uh, so I'm not even going to try um, with that guy, anyways. I think we can try to clear two out of three out of here, but the, one of these dudes is, is fighting and that's just what it is. Uh, okay. So I am going to just proactively cast weighty on that one guy and just be like the rest, the other two of you better walk away. And right for, for the listeners at home, what does weighty do? So weighty increases the weight of a target within a short range uh, to stop them in the track, so it will prevent them from moving or hindering anything that they're going to do, which uh, sets up uh, my pal Ashal here uh, to just go ahead and take care of this um, before they get their turn. Um, and I think we, I think we got to just knock them out. I think the other two are going to walk away though. So I'm going to look at him and be like, you know me, I'm trick shot, right? You know, I'll mess with this. Uh, and I'm going to drop weighty on this guy to stop him in his tracks, and then let one of the other guys take care of him. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to clear this up real quick. That's my plan. 
how do we exit the pit? How do we? Uh, does There's everyone stairs. vote to exit? <laughs> oh, so you, you just leave? You you could just leave. Yes, that, that's why I said oh. like you're you're on the stairs originally. But we are a team, and we're not going to do that because it's going to be bad for our reputation. This is this is not like Raj's underground fighting ring where he forces expeditioners to spar. This is this is a, a, an establishment that you you can willingly leave. But everybody's watching us. Do you want to look cool or do you want to look like a dork? You got us into this. So, well, most of the people, other than you and the purple person in front of us, uh, purple is the color of the token for all you listeners. We're all of us just want to get out of here. So you tell us, Tricky, what do, what do you need to go? Do I need to roll to cast weighty or my decision's made up? You you spend your points to cast weighty. Okay, I cast weighty. Okay. All right. And then you're looking at me to fight somebody after you cast weighty? Yeah. I don't want to fight. So the one the one guy who's good, he's going to fight you no matter what. That's what I'm telling you. I'm looking me? at this guy and I'm tell, he's going to he's going to fight whoever is closest, which is whoever's blue here. <sighs> Okay, oh, so that's, so, victory. So, it is. It is your turn. That one, the, the person that I cast weighty on is is going to mess up, uh, Kalen for I sure. I say, guarantee he, you, unless you do something. He, so you got to do something. He's, he's aware of the fact he now weighs a lot, right? Like this is. Yes. The, uh, yeah. I can't okay. Remember. Weighty so, is something so, characters are aware of. Uh, you do know that. Uh, so victory. The the situation at hand is. Doff is in the middle with weighty cast on him, still looking pretty mad. Mm-hmm. Kaylin has reasoned with the others, and it looked like until until this has happened, at least they were on the side of helping you defuse the situation without fighting. So it is it is Victory's turn, and you tell us what what does Eshkal do? I just want to close this out as quick as possible. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I just want to move on because. Kalen's well-intentioned test got Trick all excited, and Trick's looking for a fight. He 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 really he really wants to see things get all crazy. That's that's and that's I'm in just your focused mind, on the mid. I'm just focused on the Sun Tower. So I'm trying to figure out what I can, what I can do to close this up. I mean, you you can also talk or walk out of the pit. There's there's anything you want to do, you can do. Well, no, I'm not going to leave my team uh, alone, my group. Can yes. Kalen still walk away? Like, uh, he talked, but can he just, does he have, like, action economy left to, like, leave? If, if Kalen no, tries Kaylin's to walk away, I'm No, not going anywhere. No, Kalen's not going anywhere. <laughs> I know it was well-intentioned, but he got us. He got us into <laughs> this. Kalen uses immediate off. distance move. Yeah, because I walked up to them, I think. Yeah. Fair. I wanted to try to... To, to convince us that Tricky's cast of Weighty was an, an effect to tamp down the situation and be like, okay, the one person who's upset, subdue them. We're all good. We're all just going to leave. Once they're not Weighty, they can get up and leave too. <laughs> but I don't know if I can actually communicate that while in initiative. It's up to up to Ashal now. You want to uh, you want to continue to defuse, or do you want to just like take out the credible threat? Hey, mad dude. Do we know this name? The name? Doff. Hey, Doff. Why don't we settle this over another round of drinks? Let's just take a beat. I'll buy us drinks. And let's just relax. No need to get into Okay, so the drinks are free, but, you know, you get the idea. No, our first round of drinks were free. No, you you do get free drinks all night Shoot. for this. <laughs> okay. Technically, they are just for you, but you could, you could totally like sneak some under the table. But yeah, the gesture is still there. Okay, uh, all right. Will you get? Will you roll a d twenty for me? Mm-hmm. And tell me if you're spending effort on this. Are you are you spending any points to you know try to make this more convincing, or is there something? Uh, oh, oh no, dear. Oh, oh no, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> he says, Hell no, this is a natural well, now. He's angry. One. This I is, set you this up with beautiful. a proper alley oop, and now, oh boy, we had our natural 20 or natural one within the span of one, one little session. Yeah, so on a natural one, <laughs> I do get to, to 
where last time when Jeremy rolled his incredible role, he got to make some fun things happen. This is my turn. I get to make some fun things happen. Great. Um, you say this, and it is, it is just the horrible timing that you didn't get this out right before Jeremy used Weighty on Doff in the center of this. Because from Doff's perspective, he has just been... Uh, he, he's a grown man who's just been essentially been sat down by Wadey on the floor of this pit and, and just sort of, he, he, he's mad, he's hearing this and he, he thinks you're being like super patronizing. Like you're just telling him to like, get over it. He has had the worst day. And you, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, looking, looking at Doff here, uh, that he is about to act, he's about to do something. And um, what he actually does here is, is one of his abilities that he has is to have this force shield. And he, he lashes out at you, Victory, and I need you to roll me another d20 here. Well, is he gonna just straight up bust off a hold? I mean, he doesn't have to, he's, he's weighty, he's sad, he can still, He's not moving. Yeah, okay. Okay, I rolled a seven. Okay. A seven is just what you needed because <gasps> of the disadvantages on his position here. <sighs> yeah. So you you do you do manage to step aside because he, he has been weighed down as he tries to like lash out at you with this force shield. What a sucker. And you, you do see, but again, with with this natural one here, uh, while Meadow still still looks like they are holding, you know, an action to see what the rest of everything is going to do. Um, the other person in the pit does move over to try and help Doff up, and is standing there in solidarity with Doff. However, with with Wadey, it's going to you know take a little bit to help try to stabilize them. Um, so, Merritt, it is your turn. Uh, okay. Well, I was hoping this would be diffused by the time it got to me. So now, um... where are we at in terms of diffusion? Are we like we're not diffused at all? Are we like... about ready to start dropping bombs on them? Let's go. You're still you're still in the air. I think I'm gonna step between. Kaylin and Doff. So I'll use my movement to kind of get down there. I think I'll kind of like jump, like drop off the stairs in between. And as I drop, I'm going to use a, one of my recovery rolls to sculpt flesh. And basically when I hit the ground, like Merritt is a norm. He looks like he's normal weighted, but when I hit the ground, I think I dent a little bit. Because I'm going to sculpt flesh and armor myself. Um, so I think what this looks like is internally, I basically put a little bit more bone mass on to thicken up. And then I have Torifex-esque plating that I sculpt. I think I saw like through the studying that this that the carapace is very strong. So I'm going to emulate that basically over my vital places. And I'm just going to talk to Doff and I'm going to let him know, look, the guy behind me is our medic. You're not going to hit our medic. And you really, you, you just came back from a mission. Do you want to waste the rest of your night beating up a guy who calls himself Little Tricky? Is that, is that how you want to end your missioning day? Like to see you try. So okay. your, your options, if you want to fight, are... Myself or Eshkol. And I've seen what she does to people. You do not want that to happen to you on the day you're done a mission. So we can fight. And I promise you it's not going to be the end of the day you want. Or we can go and you can accept free drinks. And I'm trying to say this as in, as kind of a calm intimidation. So I can use my skill of unsettling aura. Alrighty. 
Read me, read me unsettling aura. You're trained in intimidation, invoking unease and exploiting others' discomfort to my advantage. So I want him to see, basically, I've turned one-eighth Torifex in front of him and letting him know his options are to fight me or Eshkol, who I know she, I know she's got some blasting in her. All right. Uh, give, give me an intellect roll. So you're going to roll a d20, and I'm going to take all of that and the escalation into account here. That is a 19. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, 19. Um, you do you do get a minor effect here. Would you would you like that to be something like extra dramatic with your armor or or what how would you flavor that? Um I think kind of as I crunch toward I basically like I'll as I say this I kind of stomp down and the weight that I've added to my body basically like cracks the floor mm-hmm. because I'm okay like if he wants to fight I want him basically, it's almost like a goading action. Like if he's fighting, he's fighting me, but I really suggest to him that this is not going to be the, the end to his evening he wants. Okay. Yeah. As, as you do this, you, with, with the near opposite role from, from the natural one we just saw before, do, do seem to have leveled things out here. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Doff still looks really angry. He does look resigned of like, this has been a really long day. This is maybe not where I want to end up. I don't, I want to spend the night in my bed, not in the infirmary tonight, that kind of deal. The only piece left in play is before Doff can surrender, it is the rest of your companion's turn to see if they, if they sort of go along with this. But ever, everyone does see, like, it does look like Doff has realized this is maybe not a fight he wants to enter right now. He turns and he does He does see, like, Meadow's already not about this, so he might not have everyone completely on his side. Um, does oh, are you guys else... still in the fighting ring? I left. I'm, like, uh, I'm smoking up at the table. Back. I'm back. I left. I'm gone. So is, it's is over. that your way of saying you're, you're cool with, with letting the fight end here? I wasn't trying to get into a fight, man. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like he got it diffused. Like, he's not going to yeah. do anything. He was the only one that was looking like trouble to me. The other two, they're, they're nothing. They're, like, whatever. Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 get back to what we were doing. My my yeah, took so, wanted to have a fight for anyone but him. I I did, I did not want to have the fight. Okay, <laughs> you guys are <laughs> Kaylin, him. A, initi- initiative does end here, and and Doff sort of storms out. Uh, Meadow and Scriv both stay behind and and go over there. They're like that was not cool. We're sorry about him. It's been a bad day, but like You guys want to hang man. out and have a drink with us or what? Yeah, you you definitely owe us a drink after this. Yeah, come hang out. Yeah, it's so right. they, they they go back over with you. The the upside of this, a small crowd is formed around the pit of people who had gotten kind of excited to see this. So, little trick to to your joy. You do seem to have encouraged some like friendly sparring to go on in the pit. Because there were some people like, you know, kind of getting hyped up to see something. And and they do decide, you know, like, well, shoot, if they're not going to do it, we might as well. Hell yeah. And, and so you do you do get some live fighting entertainment to watch Woo. as you go back to your table and uh, finish your night. You can stay here as long as you want. I see this um, is a total win. We did it, everyone. Yeah. Kaylin, you, you Kaylin, Kaylin sits down and and is happy with the way things transpired because he was able to see Tricky's response to everything and uh also give tricky what he wanted which was something to watch i'll put my hand on kaylin's shoulder as i walk by and just kind of tell him hey my next round of drinks are free too and just kind of let him know like you owe me (laughs) eshkal sits down takes a long inhale of her drink and gives trick the side eye yeah you guys are all right we could have taken him though no offense to the two ladies that have now joined us at the table. Whenever, whenever Merritt talks to me and, and says I owe him, I say, "Well, we all have to keep our eye on Tricky." So the the night sort of progresses from here. It's all it's all very jovial. There's that fun ribbing between everybody, and eventually, you know, the sun has started to come up a little bit, and you do realize it's it's maybe time to to get back and go to bed. 
And so everyone, you know, you head back. There's a special bunking area that you stay in when you're about to go on an expedition. And you call it a night for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Vesser. We know that we stopped right in the middle of the campaign. The session will pick up again next week. And we're super excited to see you again. Bye, everybody. See you guys next week. See you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'll see you next time. And Mike is waving jovially at everyone.